All right. Welcome back to the weekly roundup with the coaches. We are PSN Coaching. That's Jennifer Silbernagel, Mike Russo, Melissa Taylor, and I'm Dylan Silbernagel. This is where we talk about everything that came up in our coaching program this week, stuff that we saw happening in the market, how we helped agents, challenges that we saw that we uh, came up with a strategy to overcome. And yeah, that's what we do every single week. So make sure that you check us out on your favorite podcast, uh, I don't know, provider? Platform. Platform. Yes. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> you were doing so good right up to that. I know. Right until then. <laughs> you know, one day I'll write this thing down and we'll be really good to go. All right. So today we're going to jump right into it. And um, we, we heard about an incident uh, with one of our agents of what happened with one of their clients at our brokerage today. And Mike has the story. He's going to he's going to share it with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to jump in and share some of the ways that we help prevent these things from happening and and also other ways that we prepare our clients to avoid little things that happen. And I, I know if you've checked us out before, if you go back to week two, we did um, setting expectations with our clients so that you avoided a lot of other challenges. We're not doing setting expectations. We're just talking about how we can prepare our clients throughout the process so they kind of know what's coming next, and it's a smoother process in general. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about what happened and uh, the scoop that you yeah. got for us. Yeah, so basically what happened this week was uh, agent reached out to me and said, you know, her client called them and mentioned that um, some items had been missing from their home after the last showing. So obviously very alarming. It's like, okay, so what is it that's missing? Well, it's um, a whole bunch of jewelry and a watch. Jesus. And it's like, oh, wow, that's very serious. Was yeah. it out, Were those items out in the open? No, they were hidden in, you know, dressers and, and underclothes and all this stuff. So it was like very well taken care of, very well put away. So initially, you know, obviously speaking with the broker record and all this other stuff, you know, there's a bit of a process that goes on with this. And so the process that we decided to go with um, is number one, finding out the valuables, how much they're worth. So we have that determination. Checking in with the agent that did the showing is the next step. We just kind of gave them a call and said, hey, you know, some items went missing after your showing. Was there any suspicious activity? Um, you know, what kind of happened? And so we talk with them. If we don't love that response, reach out to their broker manager. If we don't love that response, you can reach out to their broker or record um, and have that conversation, uh, have a further conversation. And then obviously, um, you could possibly go through an insurance claim or call. I mean, in this case, we end up uh, the client or the realtor ended up calling um, York Regional Police and just had a phone call with them as to make, you know, uh, I guess a bit of an investigation, open up a report and see if they can get to the bottom of it. But the crazy thing about this whole situation is like, there's so many areas that we do so well. Right. And it's just like, it's so unfortunate when something like this happens, because there are those people out there that have, you know, bad intentions and the agent themselves are really, really great. They're, they've been absolutely on fire with what they're doing. And it's just a, a series of uncertain, you know, just unfortunate events that has happened to them yeah. that this went wrong, right? And, you know, when you dive into it a little bit more, there's, you know, some more details that are interesting, like, you know, the, the buyer agent being there, you know, their schedule time is from 10 to 1030, right? So it's super important that as an agent, when, when you have a book time, you're in that time frame, right? Because of this exact reason, in this circumstance, the homeowner came home at 1030, which is the end of the time. And the current buyer agent was in there till 1130. So that's an hour and a half in your house, right? That's enough time yeah. to go through some stuff. Absolutely. Right? So it's yeah, like, that's where my head would go as a, as a homeowner for yeah. sure, right? Exactly. So as a home, yeah. and again, not to say that the buyer agent is responsible for anything, but yeah. that looks very suspicious as to why, why are you in my house for an hour and a half over or an hour over the time that you're allowed to be in, right? And I know agents do this all the time. Like I've had 
clients that are at home past the, the showing time. And then the realtor shows up and is like, oh, sorry, we're late. Well, it's like, well, that's not how this works. You know, you have a specific time. So when something goes wrong during that time, you're the one that's liable for that. Yes. You are on the hook for that. We have your information, right? Um, yeah. And so it's super, super interesting to see kind of what, I mean, we don't know what will happen from there. We're kind of in, in limbo right now, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, the result of this all is. And it's a reminder of those like check marks that we go through in our systems yeah. to make sure that we have everything covered, right? Um, and again, it's not to say that the agent wasn't doing her job uh, because they were doing an amazing job. It's just, they unfortunately were uh, targeted, I guess, or the result of, of someone out there that had uh, bad intention, <laughs> right? So now throw it to you guys a little bit here. What is it you guys do? Because I know personally, I don't think I've ever told my clients hey, make sure that your valuables are locked up and secured away because you never know, right? It's just not something I've ever done, right? And now looking at the situation, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be doing this every time now, right? Like this is what happens. This could happen. So what is it you guys do um, to, to have that touch with your client? There's a form that that is used. I wish I knew the number. It's funny. All the young agents know all the forms by number. And I'm like, uh, look it up. I, I know the name of them. I don't know the... So there's the yeah. open house uh, and lockbox form, right? Someone else yeah. can look up what that number is and have that filled out. And I know um, our old broker of record, I know when they, when she was here, she would always say like, this is just to secure your position, right? This is to give yeah. you protection. And it's a, what I love about that form is it just, it's, it triggers, it triggers you to speak about those things because it's listed right on that form. So, and yeah. on the form, it specifically says, you know, Keep your insurance on your property. We say it in the listing agreement as well, because there is a clause there that explains about keeping insurance on the properties, but keep the insurance on your property. If there are going to be open houses and we make every effort to be with someone, but we can't always be right beside them. So we want you to protect your, like take them out of the house, remove them from the house. If it's something that, you know, you're really concerned about. And I find when you set that expectation with them, they're like you, Mike, they're like, Oh, like, I never even thought of that. Like I never didn't even think thought of that. Of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. So it allows them to think about it and take part in the prevention of that happening. And then once they know that that is a possibility, it's not such a, God forbid, if it happens, it's not such a like shock as I never knew this could, was even a possibility. It's like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is what they were talking about. Right. But hopefully their products have been removed. But that's what we do. I don't always use the form if, if this is confessional. Yeah, absolutely. But I I do always say it. Like I say mm -hmm. the words, but I don't always get them to sign that form, which is, you know, something. Down the opposite. I always get them to sign the form, but I never, I never even like that. Oh, <laughs> we Did I just Mac, do that Mac, you smacked Mike I'll right out of here. <laughs> it sounds like uh, he, it looked like his internet was having a bit of a struggle there at, at the beginning. Yeah. The timing but, couldn't yeah. have been more perfect. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Jenna, um, I want to go to you for a minute. Have you ever experienced anything like this before? Did you ever have a, a, a challenge like this? Yeah, I did. So years ago, um, I had a listing down in Leaside and it was, it was even more challenging because my, it happened during an open house and I wasn't the agent hosting the open house. It was another agent from my brokerage who was hosting the open house. Cause I, I, we were away that weekend. I can't remember exactly why. And there was actually, um, it was a busy location. And so there was two agents in the open house. So I did make sure to have, 
enough people to kind of try and cover the traffic. Um, but I got a call or a, a message later that evening from my seller saying that someone had stolen something. And what was kind of funny about it, it was like, it was the most arbitrary thing. Like it wasn't jewelry. It wasn't like anything you would think to take. It was the soap dispenser from <laughs> the bathroom that was like a set. So it matched, they had like a set and they just oh stole my. the soap dispenser. So at first it was kind of, we were joking around about it being like, oh, like they must have the same set at home. And like, you know, you can't yeah, yeah, they anything. were missing. <laughs> Right. Like, why would someone take a soap dispenser? And then she got back to me, you know, a, a day or two later and was like there. She had had Christmas presents in her closet, little coach, small coach purse set, purse things, wristlets. Right. For her nieces. And they were all gone. Um, mm. So uh. I talked to the agents that had done the open houses. It's like, did you see anything? Anyone suspicious? Did you have a couple come in where they separated one? Because mm -hmm. that's a, a common approach right that you'll see one person will take the agent and start talking to them and then the other partner goes that's upstairs wanted. that's usually it's not to say yeah, that's, that that's when we get everybody doing. back together but yeah. if you're keep them together keep the groups together if you can they're like no we didn't see anything no suspicious behavior we walked around with everybody you know it's like okay well there's not really much i can do at this point it, it was an open house it wasn't a scheduled showing so i don't I have the list of agents who came in, but I don't know who came in yeah, with agents and who came in off the street. Um, so we ended up, you know, trying to do the right thing and be in integrity. I got her to evaluate the value of what was taken and, and I just paid for it. It was like, you know what? Like it happened oh, wow. on my watch. It's my responsibility. I have no way to track it. I, I don't even know which broker to call. So there's nothing I can do other than reimburse you for the lost items. So that was what I did. And we just moved on from that. It was fine. They appreciated how it was handled, um, but it sucked, right? It was. It felt. It felt bad to know that somebody had gone through their stuff. It was so invasive. They were uncomfortable. It was invasive, right? Are they going to come back to their house now that they've walked through it and try and take more? All those thoughts start to go through the client's head. So you really have to like navigate it a certain way. Um, and we say the same thing, exactly the same. Mal, like I've always done it, where we say. You know, this most likely is not going to happen to you. However, it's it's just a safety thing that we tell all of our clients. Please make sure before any showings, before any open houses, walk through your house, take any jewelry, any iPads, any expensive electronics, and either put them into a safe or remove them from the property or hide them somewhere very discreet. Hiding is not the best option because people can kind of go through your drawers. However, if you don't have another option, it should be fine. And mm -hmm. set that expectation in advance. And a lot mm -hmm. of the time, our clients actually remove their valuables and put them at their parents' house or their siblings' house or whatever for the duration of the time they're on the market. Um, that was always always been my approach before that happened and, and continuing after because if we don't, if we don't tell them, they same as Mike, you just might not think of it. You might just be like, Oh, exactly. like, it's an open house, no big deal. But I've walked into showings and there's been an iPad laying on a bed. Yes. Right. Yes. And so yep. I could pick that up and put that in my purse. Not that I would, yep. but somebody easily could drop mm -hmm. that into a coat and you'd never notice. Right. Yep. So it is, or even it those is, jewelry boxes, right. How many times have I gone into, uh, you know, a primary bedroom and there's that jewelry box, the ladies jewelry boxes on the, uh, right on the wardrobe. Right. And it's like, you could open it. It's like, Full of jewelry, right? All our stuff's there. You know what oh, yeah. this this reminds me of is all the times where we've been on the listing side and you get a realtor.ca lead or somebody from the internet that says, hey, I only want to work with the listing agents or whatever. And you've got no 
relationship or history with them. And there's a lot of times where I say like, I kind of know that you've got somebody in the background that's a realtor. Everybody's got a realtor. But if I don't know you and, and I'm now responsible as the buyer agent, this is why I'm asking you all these questions because internet leads, phone leads, cold leads, they'll ask you, ask them the questions and they get kind of upset. Like, I feel like you're interrogating me. Like, why do I need to sign this? Why do I need to send you my ID? Why do I, why do I, why do I? I say, well, I'm responsible when I take you into somebody else's home and we have met now only over the phone or through emails. So there are certain steps that I have to take to make sure that I'm being responsible and professional before I take you into somebody else's home. I love that, Dylan. Right? I love, love, yeah. love that. It really reminds you when you hear these stories of why we take those steps. Yeah, and it's not just about lead gen, right? No, like it's not just about, I'm not just trying to get you to sign a contract with me. I need your yeah, information. Yeah. I'm taking you to a I, home. I'm not taking you to yeah. a business or a store or an event. You're going into yeah. somebody's home and they don't know you. And at this point, I don't know you if you're a cold lead, right? Because I think right. on the listing side, we always hope that the buyer agent knows their client, right? So that when a, a situation like this that Mike is sharing, the, the buyer agent would immediately put their hand up and be like, I don't know how this happened, but I know my guys. I've known them for eight years. We've done three deals together, whatever it might be. They didn't take it. Right. And mm -hmm. hopefully then you can track it back that it was another showing. These guys were on their time. Seems like there was a lot going on with this one. But nonetheless, I love when a buyer agent can say, like, no, no, these are my guys. If I ask them, like, how do you know they're how do you know them? They're like, oh, you know, just kind of found them on realtor.ca. They called me the other day. You know, then I'm a little I'm a little more suspicious, to be honest, right? And you know what you have, have to do? You have to Yeah. You have to remember that because I, I went to a showing, this was interesting. This is just a very quick, quick aside about being conscious and getting, knowing the people. And this is my vulnerability. So some in this instance, so someone called in and I was, Oh, they, anyway, they were in the UK, all of this trying to coordinate it to see my listing or our listing. So I finally get the only time they can meet me is at seven 30 at night to see a hundred acre farm. And <laughs> I show up and I happen to bring our director of operations with us so she can see the listing. We're standing in the kitchen in the pitch black. And she says to me, so tell me about these clients. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have no idea. They're from the internet. And she said, so you, so you were coming here by yourself <laughs> black on a vacant hundred acre property. And I'm like, Good point. <laughs> I said, I would never let one of the agents on the team do that. Yeah. Like we're consistently talking about them, their safety. safety makers. Yes. And then, and then I do it like what? So yeah. 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 So I actually have a funny story about that. I went to a CMA <laughs> from a guy I cold called. Okay. 10 acre property. He's like, yeah, come on by. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'm like, great. I'm so excited. He sounds like a nice man. Pull up to the house and I can see he's in the backyard. He just walks in his shed. So I'm like, okay. So I walk out, la di da walk up to him and I'm like, Hey, sir, how are you? And I turn the shed and he's standing there holding a shotgun. And I'm like, no, hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. And he's like, Oh, and he was again, very nice man, but he just <laughs> happened to be putting his shotgun away at the time. And I'm like, listen, don't mean to invade. I'm just here for the home evaluation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I know how you rural property. guys care about your property lines. <laughs> so he goes, let me take you around the property. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I'm walking this guy's 10 acre property with him and he is holding his shotgun. And I'm now like at the back of his property. I'm like, I am literally at the back of this guy's property and he's holding a gun and he could kill me and yeah. nobody, nobody would hear it. 
And that would be the end of me. And I'm like, wow, this was incredibly stupid on my part. But I just went along with it because I'm like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Why would he do that? Right. But again, you'd never know. And so the kind of the creepy part about this whole story with the um, taking the items is the homeowner, as they were leaving for the next showing, there was somebody outside the house. So she walked out and the guy said, oh, are you so-and-so? And they had happened to say, no, like I'm the homeowner of this home, whatever. And they were like, oh, uh, we're, we're, we were told to meet somebody here from Facebook Marketplace. We're here to buy something. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy's like, oh, it must have been the wrong address or, or a hack or something. I'm sorry. And he left. And it's like, was the, the person that stole these items, did they already align up somebody to purchase them? And then they now have gotten rid of the items for cash and are now completely gone and now wiped clean of the whole situation. So you never know. And so a great solution to this that I thought of is, It'd be a great touch. I don't know if you have those Nest cameras or whatever other cameras you can buy, but bringing that to your client's house and setting that up on behalf of your clients mm-hmm. of like, this is a part of a, a feature that we add as part of listening with us is we actually have additional, you know, it's a, the, the um, ring doorbells or whether yeah. it be the cameras. And this is what we're going to add to the house just to create that extra bit of security for you um, and your family. Inside. Could be a great addition. I don't know. It might be creepy. They might not like it. No, I think it's great. I thought of. Yeah, I think it's great. We've actually explored doing that a couple of times before the ring doorbells came out. We had these weird little ones that uh, I don't know. They were it was before the technology got good. But yeah, that's a great thing to revisit. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. And Uh, just just remember, if you do something like that, if it's on the inside of the house and it records audio, you have to disclose it on your MLS listing, right? Legally, it's a it's a Canadian. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't have a video a camera or anything that records audio in a house and allow people in who aren't aware that their conversation is being recorded. So just I love be cautious that. that if you that do That happens it, a lot too. It's all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. You bring up a, you bring up the interior Jen, but you guys remember we all say let's step outside and talk. The majority of people I know that have cameras on their garages and we don't think about it yep. and we're standing in the driveway the going, so what do you think? And guess what? The homeowners get to hear it all <laughs> yeah. too, right? Yeah. So yeah. be careful of your proximity to that house. Yeah. Be careful of your proximity to the house. Take your conversation off site. Truthfully, go to a coffee shop, drive down the street, you know. Phone calls, Zoom call. Phone calls, Zoom call, yeah. Phone yep. calls in the car between properties, whatever. But if you are going to put in equipment like that, make sure you're in compliance because you never know. Right. And a yep. lot of people do it and they aren't, and it's fine. That's, that is what it is. Just, we want to be compliant. Right. So yeah, yep. case never, so yeah. Um, I, it's, it's crazy, right. It's not a topic you want to stay on too long because we don't like to think necessarily that it happens a lot. Uh, and yet we, we, there, we, if you talk to enough realtors, a lot will have a story of something, yeah. something like that happening. I can't yep. think back to anything ever going missing, you know, knock on wood. We haven't, we haven't had that, um, that issue before. So I'll just leave it at that. But I like, I like the idea of the ring doorbell or like some kind of monitoring system that you provide as a step of service. Cause they're pretty affordable now and you know, it's a write-off. So get it in there and, and have that as an option. And then exactly what Mel said, go through the paperwork that our office already provides. And there's already steps from Maria as well that can help you with that. And as, as Mike and uh, Jen do, make sure that you're having the conversation with your clients beforehand. I'll say that a lot of the time, I think mostly of open houses when I go through that process. I don't always think of the actual showings with the buyer agent, right? It's like you were saying, Jen, where you go on a showing and somebody's left their iPad on the bed. 
right? Yeah. And you, you always, it's always shocking. You turn and you're like, really? You just left your iPad on the bed? I like to believe that everybody's safe and nobody's going to do anything bad here. But at the same point, that's just a little too blatant. When we when we get towards April 1st, April Fool's Day, we have to do an episode about <laughs> the craziest thing that you've caught on camera or that's happened at mm-hmm. one of your listings. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I got to go on for that. No doubt. Yeah, see? I got I got a couple spring to mind pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I got a few I got a few that I don't know if I would want to share, but <laughs> there's a few there's a few oh, I'm definitely sharing mine. Yeah. <laughs> bad light for sure but yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. i love it so we said that we would talk about other ways that you kind of prepare your clients through this process right this is a a great step to make sure that you're preparing them for in terms of protecting their valuables during showings and for the open house is there anything else that you guys do whether it's with a buyer or a seller that you do to prepare them throughout the process (laughs) um one of my biggest things i love to do this point (laughs) is when we go on a showing, um, you know, you're, you're going through so many homes, some of them, you know, you got to take your shoes off. Some of them are really, really rough and you don't want to take your shoes off and you want to keep them on. Right. But you always feel awkward, but then you look at the floors and you go, Oh man, like this is, this is something else. So I actually bought just from, I don't know, home hardware or whatever, just like a little shoe. Um, what's it called? I'm forgetting the name now. It's the booties. Yeah. The booties. And it just goes over your shoe. Right. It's kind of like a like a hairnet. It just goes right over your shoe and allows the client to walk through the home in their shoes. No problem. And doesn't get anything dirty. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's super, super easy. And every time I pull it out, every bar goes, oh, frick, that's a good idea. That was that was good. And you grab that. And there's a couple other things like I always like to bring on a showing uh, again, pretty handy, but like a laser tape measure. You never know when someone wants to actually measure a room. Um, And I always carry as well in case there's any wet spots on the property. But it's, um, I forget, again, I forget the name of what this thing is. But it looks like a stud finder. But it actually can uh, measure the moisture in the moisture wall. Moisture reader. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, sure. I like the name of that. Yeah. Moisture reader. There you go. <laughs> um, so it, it, just, it measures that in case there is a problem, right? So if someone sees there's a wet spot or water damage, well, let's see if it's actually still active, right? And it actually helped me out um, last week on our open house. We had a client, or my client, actually, um, in the basement. He has a tube that is a freshwater runoff from one of the toilets. And it's connected to this black pipe that goes to a drain. Well, what happened was the pipe had all the calcium buildup, popped it out. So someone goes through the open house, they go in the basement, they come up and they're like, hey, not sure if you're aware, but there's like, you know, three centimeters of water in the basement. So I go over to the house right away. Uh, I wasn't doing the open house, obviously. So I go to the house with my client when they come back and we're trying to go and I got this, I'm measuring all the, all the different joints, all the wood beams, make sure the water's not coming from upstairs. Oh, and then we happen to find that it was from this pipe and we, we solved the problem. So there's no big issue, but I'm on the ground. I'm feeling the, the actual uh, cement to make sure it's not coming up from the ground, which is always important to know. Um, and it turns out it was just this pipe. So we dodged a big bullet there. But again, those little things do add up on that showing that can help provide more value for, for a buyer, right? Or a seller. Mm-hmm. I love those. I wrote some down, Mike. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. What? One of the things I learned, and we forget this, right? I always say we speak real estate and our clients speak English. And, you know, when we say we're going to go, we're going to go out and we're going to see three homes. Rarely, if you leave it at that, they don't question. They're just like, okay, great. What time do we start? Where do we meet you? What they don't know, and it's our responsibility to communicate, is what is the time involved that is going (laughs) to Give them the expectation. We have, especially now when a lot of the showings are 30 minutes, 
We have a 30 minute opportunity and we are, we've set this up chronologically. So we are back to back to back for anyone who is, and if you're out there client, you know, I know you, we still talk and I love you, but when they want to stop for wings in the middle of your showing <laughs> that you already have, or they have kids that weren't prepared. So it's like, this is, I expect this to take X amount of time. Please pack yeah. snacks. <laughs> Have some maybe yeah. yourself for for kids. But think of that because they don't know. And if you've ever been in a showing where they're wandering around and they're looking at the flakes of paint and you're looking going, okay, I am backing up about four showings right now if we don't get out. It's like, oh, yeah, so what do you think? Right? So really yeah. managing and leading those. Yeah. Love that. That's that's a, a great point. And you know what I do when I when I book the appointments is I will send them the addresses that we got confirmed for and the times that were confirmed for. So it's like, okay, we're meeting at two o'clock. Our last one is from four to five, if we're seeing a bunch in the middle, but they can see them. And then you yeah. have that script when you talk with them mm -hmm. about, this is how we're going to go about our showings, right? And when Love you've got that. those really high <laughs> C personalities, that it takes you 15 minutes to get out of the front foyer because they're inspecting every little inch of that home. Like you need to be ready to tell them, okay, before mm -hmm. you even get to the house, Here's how we're going to approach it. You know, we're going to go in. We're going to get a sense of the space. Does the layout work for you? Does the condition work for you? We're not going to check every little thing. We're not going to check all the measurements. Let's see if this is the right one. We've got five others to see, and we're going to come back for your favorite two, right? Yeah. Exactly. Love that. Yeah. And Love then you got your high that it doesn't matter. They're just flying through that house. And you're like, but you didn't see the rest of it. <laughs> those are my yeah. people. I love those people. <laughs> <laughs> And when I email them, like I love Dylan, email yeah. them with the times on each house. Yes. I print it too because yeah. every single time they get there and they're like, "How much was this one again?" Like how much? Like they never know. So make sure you're printing. You're bringing the listings, you know, yeah, and the attachments that are included. Be the don't be looking at the counter so you can see what the heck is included on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to Mike real quick because we talked about this last summer and I think it actually helped you convert on a deal like one of the first times you implemented. But bringing a set package with your buyer, you know, we talk about of yeah. course bringing a copy of the listing, bringing some yeah. of the recent sales, like some of the comparables, so they instantly get a sense of like yeah. what it's gonna cost, especially when our market's hot and we list low to sell high. How confusing yeah. that can be. But Mike, do you remember the package that I'm talking about and when you put it together? Yeah, I believe it. Like it was kind of like a CMA package, right? So it's I, I use them now all the time. So I have like a Team Russo branded package that when we go on a showing, I put all the showing paperwork. I put anything to look for in the house. I actually have on that like the land transfer tax, like the age of the furnace, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want to like we'll write it down as you need for whatever your favorite listing is. Um, and we put all the showings in there. Is that the one you're referring to? Something Absolutely. Like, that? like that's, yeah. that's how I'm talking about in terms of preparing for our clients, but also preparing our clients to be able to make a decision. Cause look at all the information, yeah. the all CMA. the questions that you just answered yeah. for them before they even start asking. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is I took away, I learned a lesson once was, and again, it, it, I, I had advised one of my clients on how much land transfer tax was going to be on a property three times, once via email, once over the phone and once in person. And still they got their land transfer tax bill and they're like, whoa, I owe a lot of money in land transfer tax. And I'm like, what the heck? I told you this like six, seven times already. Like, I don't understand. So now I literally have it in the package that you have to write in the number so that there's no excuse as to like, <laughs> you did not know. Cause I've made you write it down on that piece of paper that if I want to buy this one, it is, you know, 5,000, 10,000, whatever the amount of money is yeah. in land transfer. 
on that property. But it also helps because, again, when you get in that home, especially if they're really well staged, um, your eyes go to the furniture, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to bring them back to how old are the windows? How old is the roof? What's the condition of the furnace, right? And we need to note these things down because that's a big financial commitment you're making ahead of time before even moving into the home. You're buying what the home has to offer, right? So if you buy a home without with bad windows, you now have to replace that. And so by having them acknowledge that stuff and then on top of that, providing them the comparables are, that are in the area, they can look, okay, yes, this is a fair market price for this home or no, this is low or this is high. And they can make that determination on their own, right? Which is our job. I will tell you though, I have a, another tip, but I got to say in this, I actually do the opposite, which maybe you can cut this part, Dylan, if you don't like this part. But I'm going to give find, you the full attention you deserve, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I find, and I tell my agent, because one of the things is like, oh my gosh, we're going to see five homes and I don't know which one they're going to want. I tell them it's okay not to know the comps at that point. Like don't waste time doing a full CMA for every single property, right? right. Like you're, you're yep. able to have knowledge of it for sure, but don't waste so much time in prep yeah. that you're not, you know, just in the written CMA. But I, I do have to tell you one, you were talking Mike and one year I did a ton, a ton of referrals, right? Yep. And when we refer clients out, like obviously it's to someone we trust for them, but they may not, this came up a long time ago and someone called me back who I'd referred and said, like we're working with her. Yes, we like her, but she's not you. Like she's not looking of at course. the book. She's not looking at the this and the that. So what I created, and it's been so handy, is just a little, you know, so-and-so is going to take care of you. I, I know that, you know, but just so you feel armed and prepared, here's some questions. I want you to make sure if they don't let you know, ask these questions while you're in the home with the oh, realtor. Oh, I love that. And it was things like age of roof, age of infrastructure, you know, like all, and it was a little checklist and yeah. I use it with every single refer person I refer now. And it's like, thank you. Nice. Like, I never Add that thought. touch in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's not like you're throwing them over to the other agent. You're still placing them with care, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Mel, you made a, you did make a great point there. We don't want agents getting bogged down doing four hours worth of work for two half hour showings, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I think my advice there to anybody just to be super clear would be just as you're printing the listings that you're showing, print this the last sales on that street or on the last couple of streets around it or in that small community for the last 30 days. If you're doing the community a little bit longer, if you're doing the street, but just print them and have them there. Don't do a full CMA. Cause then that's the discussion of like, Hey, when you pick out the one that you guys like, then we're going to sit down just as if it was a listing. I'm going to do a full market analysis for you. I'm going to give you my three prices. I'm going to tell you what I think, uh, what I think market value is, what I think would be a great price. And then what I think you might have to pay to get it. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just kind of going through all those, all those steps, but I'm really glad that you brought that up. I would never cut out anything you mentioned, Mel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, year is young. Let's yeah, see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jen, is there anything? Uh, is there anything back when you were selling more regularly? Um, is there anything in particular that you remember doing to help prepare your clients uh, throughout the process? A lot of the stuff they, Mike and Mel and, and you kind of have already covered. So for showings, for sure, I would I would send them a schedule in advance. I had, like I would email it. I would put the address. We're starting here. This is our start time. We have 30 minutes or we have an hour in this property. And I always tried to keep 30 minutes if I could because an hour in each property is a lot <laughs> when you're, you're showing them four or five properties, right? 
and you never take an hour unless they're going to buy it usually. Um, or they're very, very slow, which you learn quickly. And then I would put in the drive time to the next property and then I'd put the next property address and so on. And so I would lay out their entire schedule for them. And I would always send that to them the day before. Mm -hmm. And I would always ask them, are you bringing any, anybody else with you? Will there be any children? Do we need to schedule any stops? Because sometimes when they have kids, um, they need to do a bathroom stop or they need a snack. They need to hit a Tim Hortons or whatever. And that takes 30 minutes out of your timing. So I would always ask that in advance and allow for it. If it was like five or six showings, if it's two, obviously no, we're going to the two houses and then you can get your snack after. But if it's like five or six places, which you would, you know, when we had inventory, you would often show that many in one outing. Right. Yeah. Um, I also always had a rule. I never showed more than six properties in one outing. So I would, if there was more than six, I would send them to the client and say, send me your top six, which are the ones you're most excited about. And then I like I'd let them cut out the other two because I might make the wrong call there. I don't know. Maybe, you know, the one that's closer to their school, this in their school district is the one they like the least out of that batch for whatever reason. Right. So mm-hmm. I would always ask that question. And then the other thing I always did at the initial consultation, um, specifically with buyers, I always had a package like um, similar to what you're talking about with with Mike and, and the kit and all of the stuff in it. But I would put together a, a buyer's guide, like a buyer package. However, I always put it in like a, a binder. And so the sex one part of it would be, you know, the buyer's guide with all the info and the process mm-hmm. and what to expect and how to submit an offer and da da da. And then at the back, I'd have a section that was for their showing so they could make notes in it. Um, this was also, you know, some of this was pre when we all had phones. Everything's constantly. digital. Yeah. <laughs> However, some people are still pen and paper people and clients would bring that with them to showings and they would write their notes in it and they would make like and they would carry it around with them, which is kind of cool because it was marketing. They would carry around this little binder with our brand on it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I always provided at a consult something like that for those high C's which is, you know, our analytical guides or our S's who are note takers and want to make sure they don't miss anything. So they had a way to, to, to track all of that. Um, what I started to do more when tech became more available, we still did the package, but I would also take notes on my phone as we walked through the houses. So if they made a comment about something, I would put the address and then I would say, really love the kitchen, didn't like this. Da, da, and then I would send them that after our showings yeah. to help refresh them. Your overview, right? We're getting that's that good. Yeah. Um, and that was always a little added value touch as well. And if they had kids, you know, I always brought snacks. I had granola yeah, bars, bottles water. of water, things like that. Um, especially at when people used to come in our cart with us, that happens a lot less now, yeah. but yeah. there was a time when you'd pick up your clients, right? Um, those I've never thought about things. that. Yeah, the snacks. I love that idea. Bring it because yeah, yeah. Think about your best Uber experience. Remember when Uber first started and they really cared about your business, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they would have like um, an amazing like water for you. Yeah. They would have snacks and all of those. I just had know, that things. for the first time, not too long, like literally two weeks ago. I took an Uber and the guy had a water, and I'm like, "What's this for?" And he's like, "Oh, if you're thirsty, it's yours." And I'm like, "Shut up! Are you serious?" <laughs> I'm like, I've "Never seen water Five before stars. in my life." I like, oh my god! I'm suddenly so thirsty. That. Yeah. Yeah. I've never experienced that. Yeah. Um, It it makes me think of your Uber experience with the, from the airport, Mike, on the way to family reunion with the uh, guy with the egg McMuffin. 
Well, oh yeah. Let's fill you guys in <laughs> off camera on that one, but it was, yeah. uh, it was pretty. He that didn't was even an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a bad Uber experience. My yeah, goodness, yeah. this guy almost got yeah. pulled over. Oh, he geez. was not sharing his egg McMuffin. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> and he ran a red light too. That's the best part. And a police officer literally told him, "You just ran a red light, and we're gonna have someone come and pull you over." And he's like, "See ya," and just oh, drove away. <laughs> and I'm like, "Cool." And you made your flight. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that those are the main things with buyers that I tended to do. Um, my key thing was always communication at the highest level. If you know you're going on showings, check in with them the day before, send them the listings in advance, preemptively set them up what to expect. Like you said, Mel, kind of what the process is, make sure they're aware of it and allow time at the end for conversation, right? Just to check because they will want to debrief. So if you just get in your car and leave, after you're done, which a lot of agents do, they're like, okay, done this last yeah, you're house. Missing an opportunity. You're missing a huge opportunity to, to, yeah. to elevate your relationship with your clients. And they might have questions that you can get in the car and call that listing agent and get the answers to quickly. Then now you're not going to even find out till that night or the next day when they email you or call you. Right. So right. It, you can be slowing things down or, or creating a lost opportunity. So make sure you're giving them that time at the end as well. Um, I think those are my, my main ones for buyers anyway. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that we'll just continue to do this from time to time on all of our shows is like, let's pick times where we can share these little tidbits. Cause it is helpful for agents to, <laughs> I mean, even amongst the four of us, we found a couple like, Hey, okay, I'm going to do yeah. that now. Like that's, that's great. Yeah. Right? That's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned. I, I want to thank you guys for watching our show today. I want to thank you coaches for taking the time to come, uh, come get together and, and do this with us. And uh, does anybody want to share anything before we before we take off? Is there anything going on? Mike, you've got a, a Friday morning call tomorrow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Friday morning call. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Are, are you still are Did you still need, focusing on motivation? Email Mike his schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you still focusing on motivations for Friday or what are you doing these no, days? No, so motivations are typically Wednesdays. Fridays, what we typically do is we'll actually review, um, we'll go over a masterclass. Uh, we have a subscription to masterclass and we'll actually go through one of the videos there. So it's it's actually real estate related, funny enough. Uh, not funny enough, it should be, but uh, <laughs> in this particular case, it really is. Sometimes they're, you know, about negotiating or a specific part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or business mindset. Yeah. This yeah. one is generally just about the real estate exact, like the yeah. exact topic is real estate. Um, yeah. So it's really cool. So it's a, it's a great way to learn more about the industry and see it from a different perspective um, from somebody else. Right. Which is awesome. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Tune in nine o'clock to nine 30 tomorrow morning. Beautiful. Love that. All right, everybody. If you aren't a member of our coaching community already, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We are at PSN Coaching or Productivity Success Network. Uh, you can find us by our names, Jennifer Silvernagel, Mike Russo, Melissa Taylor. I'm Dylan Silvernagel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care, everyone. Have a good one.